everybody. Welcome to Transit Unveiled, the podcast where we talk about the history, news, and opinions in, wh- in how we get from point A to point B, and sometimes maybe even back again. I'm your host, Alex. Joining me today are... Cade and, and Michael. Alright, today we're going to be talking about the history of the family car. From sedans to dad wagon to minivans to crossovers. So, Side let's... note, I hate family cars, so this should be fun. Hey, hey they, aren't that, they aren't that bad. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't like them. Anyways. Alright, so... Basically, the earliest cars could probably be considered family cars as the automobile had not been as specialized yet. But some of the earliest family cars as we would know them, as in cars that were designed specifically to carry your family around... In early half of the 20th century, like early sedans and wagons, which would remain as the dominant form of family car until the 80s, when the minivan happened. Oh, then, great. The minivan. And then the crossover SUV yeah. in the 2000s with a few small collection of interesting people using like Chevy Suburbans as the primary way to get around their, fa- their family around. That's fair. Yeah. I'd say the 80s and 90s were like the top point of, you know, like family van- vans. You know, that's where you get your classic family wagons and, you know, yeah. things and, and, like yeah, that. Definitely. And you have um, the Dodge Caravan. You know, good things. The yeah. first station wagons, they were introduced in the 1910s and they were commercial vehicles built on wood frames with. Woody, and were known as Woody Wagons. The first Woody Wagons. to have a steel frame was the Chevy Suburban in 1934. But the family wagon, as we know, it would not really be a thing until the late 40s. Old-style Woody Wagons would remain popular, at least in terms of using real wood. Hmm. That doesn't so seem super safe. Okay. So didn't most did most cars at the time, um, they didn't have a, a second row of seats. It was just one row of seats. I mean, some cars like the Ford Model A, they could be optioned mm-hmm. with one row of inside seat, two rows of indoor seats, and then an external seat in like the trunk called the uh, I think it was called the mother-in-law seat or something. <laughs> that that yeah. seems like a really good way to like kidnap someone. Like, say you got pulled over. What are they gonna? What are you gonna say when they see that someone is sitting in your trunk, uh, and quite no, possibly like might have? It was an external seat. I believe it was facing backwards most of the time. It was called the mother-in-law seat because that's where your mother-in-law would sit. Oh hell! They should have just made a, one of those bubble cannons, you know, on the the what is it? The planes, you know, in World War Two. Yeah. Yeah, World War Two hadn't happened yet back then. Back then, World War One was just. War. There you the go. The Great War. The war yeah. to end all wars. Kind of ironic. And then they lied. But this ain't a world history podcast. This is a transportation history podcast. So let's get back to the transportation. Yeah. All right. So let's see the, the one talk for the armored trains episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that should be interesting. Anyways, a long list of episodes that need to be written. <laughs> But yeah, starting like late 50s, early 60s, wagons start to use 
vinyl. Hmm. Wood siding. That's strange. So, the most, you know, the stereotypical bad wagon. Bad <laughs> wagon. Yeah, how how many rows did the what? How many rows did this car have? I mean, most. I, I mean, at this point, the standard for the dad wagon was at least having a theoretical space for three rows for when you need to hold mm -hmm. around your kids' friends. But most of the time, the rear seats, which, by the way, oftentimes would would face backwards. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, so, to dad, they weren't that the most comfortable things in the world, the rear-facing seats. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, but so, you for at least for most families in the U.S. statistically, at least most modern cars would be enough. You don't really, at least nowadays, you don't really need a family car. As a lot of most cars nowadays have two rows of seats, and that can yeah. fit. Yeah, the mom and the dad and the two kids. Really can be used as a family car. Unless you got those. I, I yeah. Unless you got those. Is about, is about cars that are used for trans. That are you know truly. Family cars. That would would be yeah. associated with like some someone's parents driving them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Station wagon. You always associate with like you know. Family like know, a, well, a dad. I I like a like a budget family. And like a cargo shorts and socks and sandals. <laughs> like you always associate, you associate minivans with soccer moms, and now even crossover SUVs with you know, the friendly neighborhood Karen. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. see, the the one of the uh, pros of the family wagon and you know station wagons and stuff was they weren't they weren't too expensive. I mean, yes, and they look and they shared a lot of parts with regular cars, and they looked they essentially just looked like regular sedans, but with like extra seating, pretty much. Yeah, extra seating. The, instead of a trunk, it was more of a cargo area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And these were very popular. They remained popular through the 50s and the 70s and even into the 80s. Yeah, I mean, uh, and so, it, yeah. Full, so why did... Full-size wagon produced by an American automaker was discontinued in 1996. Smaller wagons like the Saturn L series... Like some Saturn wagons and like various Volvo and B various Volvo models and Saabs and BMWs and like I believe some Subarus, smaller wagons like the Subaru Outback at the time. Yeah. Those would remain popular until the early 2000s because like yeah, I mean, until uh, the crossover happened, the only way you if you wanted a car to haul around like that you could you know bring your dog around in or go on long road trips with and you didn't want the stigma that had developed around owning a minivan and you didn't want to put up with the horrendous gas mileage that full-size SUVs like the Chevy, the Chevy Suburban got. I mean, infamously, Jeep Wranglers have worse aerodynamics than a lobster. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, aerodynamics on a car, obviously they're important, but it's not like a, like a jet yeah. like where you'd absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. need the aerodynamics yeah, in order to fly. A lot of full-size SUVs then, and to a lesser extent now, have fuel mileage of I hate you, city, and go to heck highway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, why, why do you think, um, 
the yes, um, Michael. Why do you think uh, second rows weren't didn't become as prevalent until closer to the modern day? Why do you think at least back eighties, nineties, or earlier? Um, it was either it was sedans, it was four door sedans were very common as family cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like four door sedans with two rows of seating, those were common in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, even even back that far. Yeah. Why do you think it was either like three or four rows or just one row? What, at least as far as you've seem to explain it doesn't seem like there was much of a market for a middle ground and that seems like kind of what we've devolved to today station wagons have always most commonly i like i said the the third row of seats both wasn't often used and oftentimes wasn't even present like especially but in 80s and 90s when people with who needed three rows have largely gone to uh Darn, I'm drawing a blank here. Minivans. Yeah. Yeah. There, there. Well, there is a certainly a market for it. The, there, compared to stuff like, um, I don't know, a pickup truck. There isn't as big of a market for like three row seats because yeah. most okay. parents only have two children. And you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what, I mean, what's? I mean, what was like? What were car manufacturers designing their family cars for? They were designing for. Big families. Yeah, they were designing Big for, family. For two parents of 2.5 kids, in, which was like, yeah. you know, the stereotypical nuclear family of the 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Early 70s. Obviously, now, yeah. Obviously, nowadays, there are many different family structures that, honestly, I maintain that the best car for most people is like a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's that's or a Toyota Camry I, if you need or a Toyota I'd say two, if you need to haul around slightly more things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two yeah. or three rows of seats is really all you need. Like four rows, that's if you're like two, two ready for a party. Yeah, two rows is only really only what you need except if you need um the if wife's boyfriend to sit in. Yeah. If you need to haul around your kids' friends to soccer yeah. practice or Boy Scouts. Well, then you just get the stock, soccer mom vehicle. You get a minivan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but some people don't want to be seen as a soccer mom. Well, Which, see, that's what—that's well, why you just we, become a boy. We'll get that in a second. That is why you... But yeah, minivan. Mm, 1983 here we go. when the first minivans were introduced. And it would catch on as it offered advantages over station wagons. As it had really, I thought they were... As they had better gas mileage, they're based off compact cars, and they mm-hmm. can, in theory, carry more stuff because they had that extra vertical space. Because you know, minivans are oh tall, yeah, are pretty tall vehicles, uh, and they could be more easily converted to like haul around. Really? Because like, especially today, because like, I mean, one of our friends, his his dad's minivan has like, yeah, speaking all the rear seats, and just use it yeah. for cargo stuff for, for camping yeah, yeah. I, I i really don't know what you mean by they're tall I, in my experience at least and this may be just a modern thing but minivans are actually quite short nah, at least as far as I, i've I got, seen my family has a minivan uh i think a bmw uh, maybe not bmw, no, BMW uh minivan. no gmc it's a gmc uh we have a minivan uh 
it's it's pretty nice. Uh, it, it's. I think you mean okay. just regular uh, regular van. May it may be. I thought I, th I thought it was a minivan, but I, I mean it's pretty tall. It has a lot of uh, space in the back. Yeah, yeah but like, is it as tall as you? Minivans as tall as me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Often have had the ability to load more cargo into them, mostly because they were a lot because they were at least taller than they were moderate. They were moderately taller. And also, they were tended to be lower to the ground, so you could more easily load stuff into it without hurting your back. Which now is a, yeah. which is now even which is now an issue on pickup trucks. That's true, yeah. And, but I, I, I personally, that. I I never lived truly in the heyday of the small pickup truck, and yet I still miss it. Yeah, I I honestly I I I don't know about you guys, but I've always been partial to just taller pickup trucks they've just always been more comfortable for me sitting in i don't know though it's it's always been my philosophy is that I mean, if me, a car is you know, not i view the pickup truck as a work vehicle and a vehicle primarily to do work with so one of the things i immediately look at is like can i easily is it at an ergonomic height for loading stuff in and out of well, yeah, I, I feel like that's the, the the main problem is how much it can carry, not how much how hard it is to get in. Because yeah. that's that's really your only pro that's just kind of a pain. But really, your problem there is how much time you're spending putting it in, which usually isn't that much more. It's just more of a backbreaker. Yeah. Well, pickup pickup trucks are nice. I mean, especially where we live. I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of people have a pickup. Yeah. Yeah, they got four-wheel drive. Yeah, I was, I, I was I mean, always, kind of, uh, kind of a, yeah, I was always partial kind of, to them kind of because of, you know. Yeah, as the '80s gave way to the '90s, minivans would begin to gain an, un in my opinion. Undeserved reputation is very boring cars for the kind of person that yells at the referee of a children's soccer game. This led to probably because they started being portrayed as that in like you know TV. Yeah. Because you'd have you'd Which have was people kinda who would do true. that. Yeah. It was yeah, kind of true. Kind of true, but that led to people being scared of minivans. Like, I don't get it. Minivans are awesome cars. I feel like. Honestly, if I only if I if I only allowed myself to own a singular car, like between both me and like my spouse, it mm -hmm. would be a minivan. It would be like a Honda Odyssey or something, or a Toyota Sienna. Yeah. Because boom. We yeah, can no. Carry, we can carry, we... Truck trucks are just better, man. Come on, you gotta admit, because they're just cars, but you got a big empty box in the back that you can throw stuff in. It's like the ultimate. Remember, vehicle. I also, I also care about fuel mileage, so. Eh. Hey, the oh, modern you, truck stuff. Modern truck to. fuel. Modern truck fuel mileages or gas mileage isn't that bad, especially the diesel yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, diesel ones you kind of want now because sometimes diesel is a little bit cheaper than gasoline. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. Yeah, so you might want a diesel truck now, given how things are going. I don't think I've talked about. This. I think I talked about this on the British Leyland episode. No, I don't think I did. The uh, reason pickup trucks aren't as popular in Europe is actually 
if you live in Europe and you own a pickup truck, you are, like, statistically, you are in the U.S. military. <laughs> yeah, well, I, pick guess, up, yeah. I think pickup trucks have kind of, like, been seen as, like, you know, American thing, like, big man driving the pickup yeah. truck with their dog and with the shotgun in the back. Yeah. Very <laughs> Down the countryside. Yeah, pickup trucks are seen as a very American thing, as opposed to, like, sedan-based pickup trucks which are common in Australia, which are known as utes. Yeah. You know, just, Especially mm-hmm. like, you know, Toyotas and, a, you know, a Ford, you know, Ford F-150, you know, that's a very popular yeah. model of yeah. uh, truck. Just uh, to me, especially, yeah, mo- again, more. In, in the U.S. for like years. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, to, I mean, to me, at least, especially the trucks that were into like the mid to late 2010s, they seem to be, they're, Right Certainly developed into more family cars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, my dad he drives a Toyota Tacoma. Yeah. It's our yeah. family's primary road trip car. There you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you can, you can, we can fit a bike. You can fit all of our luggage in it. We can. It's reliable because it's a Toyota. Those things are indestructible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can go at 60 miles an hour. It's still coming Yeah, my out dad's fine. Toyota takes a beating almost every year, and it comes out fine, maybe with a need for an oil change or something. Yeah, basic. Rarely. Yeah, keep up basic maintenance. A Toyota will last you forever. It's why I recommend. Mm-hmm. If you don't give me any other information, I will always recommend the Corolla or the Camry because... Yeah, I, I, until until they Ross, which came out after I finished writing this script. There isn't anything wrong with the. That, I mean, that, that a car only lasts until you run out of miles, give or take. What do you mean, run out of miles? Like you know the thing. Oh yeah, you know, run. Actually, yeah, actually, you're right. I forgot. You do run cars. out, and you have yeah. to replace an engine. But often, by that point, the car is totaled, and you just want to get a new one. <laughs> yeah. The car is sold. The car is sold. It's now officially an enthusiast car. <laughs> Hell to, yeah! You can sell it to a local automotive museum or something. There you Hell, go. Am I? Am I in? SUV. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a tangent. Of, of the eighties, they were basically just pickup trucks with a camper shell on them and the back wall of the pickup truck removed. That's what the first generation yeah. of Forerunners was. That's what the OG Blazer was. That's what the OG Bronco was. Yeah. So That's kind of always open car. Sorry, that was a trim of a, like, a high-end trim uh, for a Ford F-150. And Ford Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, they've always seemed to car. me like you know, if you were to get a I, that would if that's probably the family. I know I said I don't like family cars, but I kind of like SUVs because they're a little taller and um, you know, they're more like trucks, and I like trucks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I can understand that. So SUV, SUVs are kind of like modified lack, trucks. Yeah, yeah they they la- they're they're Although, trucks modified yeah. for family stuff yeah. as opposed yeah. to more work. Nowadays, okay, they do sacrifice a fair bit of the utility trucks have. Yeah, although nowadays SUVs are more and more switching to their own dedicated platforms. Like, the OG SUV, the Jeep, has always been completely distinct from pickup trucks. 
with the pickup truck typically being based on the Jeep rather than the other way around, like that's what the modern Gladiator is, which I will talk about in the Jeep episode coming eventually when I get done writing it. Yeah. Yeah, that should be fun. It's a lot to Jeeps. Yeah. It, gotta, that, that, that I, I assume they have a rich history. Yeah. Oh, they do. It goes back to the Second World War. Multiple, like, uh, doing a big thing here. Uh, Hazard, AMC, Chrysler, Hammer Chrysler, FCA, Stellantis. Seven different auto manufacturers. One car brand over the course of over 70 years. Yeah, we all wow. know all, all great cars come from World War Two era. era. <laughs> Jeep's been through some stuff. Yeah. Cars built for initially the military, but then they had a good following in the civilian market, and now they're one of the cornerstones of American automotive manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, but we'll get to that in the Jeep and episode. SUVs, fun fact, a lot of the truck-based SUVs, and this is still the case today. This is why cross, part of the reason why crossovers are so popular. They are technically not passenger vehicles because they meet certain requirements, such as the angle of, like, the height of the nose. And, I mean, the, the height of the nose. <laughs> from things like safety requirements, like third brake lights. For a long time. Oh, very cool. I'd like though, to go like, in that you know, In my opinion, like, you know, like a lot of these SUVs, especially nowadays, they're not trucks. They're not non-passenger vehicles, but also I don't think they should be classified as sedans. I think they should be classified as their own type of vehicle, like large passenger vehicle or something. Or a truck-based passenger vehicle. Yeah. Something like, like that. In my opinion, a vehicle is only like they're technically non-passenger vehicles, even though a majority of their volume is made up by passenger space. Like in my opinion, if a majority of a vehicle's volume can be used for passengers sitting in the vehicle in a legal manner, it is not a non-passenger vehicle. It is a I'm large truck-based vehicle. Yeah, I'm sorry, DOT, or, but that's just the way it is. Or yeah, I mean just. Large, you know, large vehicle yeah. or large okay. passenger vehicle. This, however, did not enter into the greater rollover risks. You know, the infamous Ford Exploder. Wait, what? Oh God! Do Never heard of a Ford this? Exploder. Uh, I'd like to know. Let's inform us. The second generation was infamous for having exploding tires and probably <laughs> oh, yeah. rollover. Like, that, generally, this is that, a fact of life of a lot of SUVs. It's pretty widely known that a lot of SUVs tend to not handle high, like, turning suddenly very well. Yeah, so like, tra- is part of the uh, reasons I don't like them. You know, they're a higher rollover ri- risk. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that really depends. Um, it, yeah. Certainly, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, things like buses have super high rollover. But that's because buses aren't very dense. And, like, almost certainly, like, the Tesla Model X probably has a lower rollover risk than, like, a Jeep Grand Cherokee because of the real low down weight added by the battery packs. Yeah. Yeah. 
a lot of. At least the center of gravity is a lot lower. Although that also means yeah. that, like, there, it also means that some di different factors. Well, I could definitely I tell you, you aren't going to be going. Wanted to avoid owning a minivan, but also hadn't. Were not aware of the glory of the station wagon. It was this. However, in the 2000s, although it really began in the 80s, a new form of SUV would appear and become popular. The crossover SUV. The crossover, yeah. Crossover. Or Hell yeah, brother. The crossover SUV. Boo. Uh. Vomiting noise. <laughs> Vomiting emoji. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wa wagons are awesome. That wasn't that funny. What, what? Yes, it was. <laughs> Wagon wagons are awesome and based. Crossovers are cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The crossover... So, the earliest forms of the crossover we know began with the AMC Eagle in 1980. A car that my mom thinks is ugly as heck, but I think is beautiful. The AMC Eagle. Let me look that up. Hold on, what's this thing called? The AMC Eagle. My mom thinks it's AMC really ugly. Eagle. I don't. I think it looks amazing. At the very least, I think oh. it looks amazing for its sheer weirdness. Yeah, it's, like, it's the... That's that's a... It's a little strange. Yeah, it, it looks... Which one? Like, which paint job? Because I'm seeing one with, like, a wood veneer. Oh, and then yeah, other, the it's veneer, just like. In my opinion, are, are amazing because yeah, I like the wood veneer. Right, that's pretty cool. Right yeah, but weird that I really like. Yeah, they 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 look decent enough, but the red one, it's here. It's kind of here and there, I, but I, 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 I like the kind the polished wood veneer. Yeah, I, I think that uh, this doesn't look like so, a bad yeah, car. Listeners. Nineteen. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What year? I'm listening to it. Re reply to whatever. To tell, tell us your y'all's opinions on the AMC Eagle. Like in the replies to the tweet we announced that this episode's announced with. This this kind of gives me dad mobile mobile vibes. Know, yeah, that does I that that it. looks like. It it doesn't look like a bad vehicle. I mean, it, yeah, like yeah, you know, some of the some of the paint jobs on there are kind of. Uh, an automotive chassis. I really I forget which oh, somebody. AMC model it used, but it used a standard AMC car as the chassis. Mm -hmm. Four wheel drive. But they just. I believe it. But it stretched. And I believe it was real four wheel drive slash all wheel drive, not faux wheel drive. Get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, the AMC Eagle doesn't look terrible. First. But one of, if not the first crossover SUV, shortened from here on out to CUV. Mm. And it tended to strike a balance between SUVs and conventional cars. More vehicles like the Eagle would begin to appear in the late 80s. Your Honda CRVs, your... <laughs> I believe this is when the RAV4 began. And, like, they would explode in popularity at least in terms of CUVs of three rows, began to appear as, like, in the 2000s. And, of course, one of the, another really early crossover SUV, at least in terms of people rem that people remember, and is also well-known for being kind of ugly, the 
you might have heard of this. The Pontiac Aztec. Just oh. Once again, once again, listeners, what are your thoughts on the Pontiac Aztec? Enter us on a postcard, please. Pontiac Aztec. Yes. It's, this, it, this one says it's 2005, is that correct? Uh, yeah, the original models were released, like, what, 2000? But they can do a reduction until, like, I think the last models were released in two. I think the last year of production was like 2006, and you know how many they produced that year? How many? 69. (laughs) It's the funny number. It is the funny number. All right, so let's see. Uh, The Pontiac, uh, all right, well, I see this one that has a, uh, man, what's that attachment on the train? So it's it's like called the deer Mm -hmm. something or the the cattle. Oh, Someone put a bull bar on a Pontiac Aztec. I've got to see that. Yeah, it's uh, slammed wide body. The Pontiac Aztec render is a young Walter. Oh, why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why? right. That's right. Uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad did drive yeah. this car. Yeah, the Pontiac Aztec looks like a Toyota, and a Honda had a child, but the fetus was aborted. That's it's a unique way to put it, Michael. <laughs> This looks glorious. Also, yeah, someone. I think, it looks someone like put, I think I think it looks like the Lamborghini Urus. It, all right, so it doesn't look like a bad car. It. it yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like a super big car person. So long as my car works and like, I can yeah, use it. I, it was it, for it, not being the best looking car on earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These also, these cars. You know, had, you know what it had? It had a tent. Had a tent like yes. inside, like a, a built in. You can add like a tent to the back. It's beautiful. The ultimate camping car. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, there was a Pontiac. Oh, somebody. The Pontiac Aztec was a police car, it seems, at one point. <laughs> yeah. I... Oh, God. Hold on. AMC oh. Eagle, not the Pontiac Aztec. Oh, AMC no, Eagle. Actually, that, that's even better. Hold on. Yeah, right. it's it, it's 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 strange, but so I found yeah. the, I found another image of a Pontiac Aztec, but it's it's a truck, like oh so, yeah, but it has, oh, it has a really yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that thing is a that is amazing. A I don't care that, what that? you think, that is glorious. Yeah. All right. That so, that's like that's like this Ford. Um, Honda and AMC somehow all had a child together, and then of I course the fetus was yet again oh, aborted. Grandpa's gonna be listening to this. All right, so uh, to bring it back, all right, so the Pontiac Aztec doesn't look too bad. It's really, really boxy for some reason. Yes. I hate it. I hate it. I I don't think it looks too bad. I think it. I mean, maybe this. I mean, I'm really showing the fact that I really like things that are considered dumb. I really think that it falls into the so ugly, it's beautiful again. And also, no. if someone looks at the Lamborghini Urus and says that it's a beautiful car, and then looks at the Aztec and says that it's ugly, you think both cars are ugly, or you think both cars are beautiful, because they look the exact same. Which Lamborghini? The Lamborghini Urus. Although, I can't agree that the first, like, year... Of production, they they are. No, the Lamborghini Urus does look a lot better. 
The front looks kind of similar, and that's it. Are you it. saying that just because it's a Lambo? No, I'm saying that because yeah. it just looks better. I don't even like Lamborghinis. They're too short. My philosophy has always been yeah, if a car's shorter than me, I don't want it. If if I'm sitting in the car and it's shorter than what I'm standing, I don't want it. Me? You do realize that... You, you do realize that... Okay. You can still buy quite a lot of cars, though. A lot of cars are yeah. on you, Michael. Yeah, yes, I'm well aware. I didn't say I hated cars. I'm just saying that's how You're, I felt. You, you, you are... Yes. Just short cars yeah. make me feel nauseous sometimes. Crossovers when I'm sitting there for too long. Began to replace the minivan. Mm. In like beginning in like mid 2010s, this is where you get a lot of GMCs line up. This is and two row SUVs were slowly killing off sedans and hatchbacks in the lineup of American automakers. Much to the annoyance of car enthusiasts on the internet and those with a hatred of those such as myself. Take issue with cars on American roads getting ever increasingly larger with increasingly big front side blind spots. That mean you, that you can't use. Oh, uh, who cares? You know what they say: the bigger, the better. And big, 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 Heck, big Toyota is good. Even made the Toyota Corolla Cross, which I have some thoughts on. I'll All right, hold on. Currently, for whatever. Or if we ever wind up do it covering like New York International Auto Show, in which case you can bet I will dedicate an entire segment to making fun of cars that should not exist. All right, Han. So before we, before we get into that, I gotta say to Michael. All right, you know what you just said: bigger the better. You want to know what else uh, they say about bigger and better? Uh, <laughs> car, the more you'll be running over, you know, the small child that is in the other car. Exactly. That the, the mom is driving. The taller, bigger cars, bigger cars are safer too because if you're above, like all where the damage is happening, you won't get damaged. Maybe as simple as that. But then the short cars get totaled by your massiveness. This happened to my mother once. She was driving and a shorter pickup ran into the back. She just got a little dent, but the front of that pickup got smushed. It wasn't that. It wasn't like a totally smushed, but it got smushed a fair bit. It was. No, that's just called a crumple zone working. Yeah. yeah, but like the 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 pick the Auto, car my mom's driving dented a little bit. Along the lines of like in a small car, you are the crumple zone, which is just no. There's a reason a lot of fun fact a lot of cars. I don't at least cars since the Volvo a lot of Volvos since the two forty. Yeah, yeah. Where if you get yeah. ended, the engine slides right out un from under your car. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's only half true. There is some truth to that statement, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, now, the smart car. Yeah, in a smart car, you are the crumple zone because it's a smart car. It's oh my god, I hate smart cars so much. I, what's wrong with smart cars? What What's not wrong with a smart car? It drives for you. Who doesn't want that? Is a for one thing. Their name. No, that's not what we're talking about. I don't think. <laughs> I, that yeah, I do think the smart roadster was pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. Now, all right. So my my one my one problem with the smart car. Actually, I have a couple problems with the smart car, but they're so tiny, and there there are two seats, 
and they just don't look good. Like, who would I, want that? If you want, <laughs> if you want something that unsafe on the road, just oh yeah, no, I don't, that that's that's an abomination. That yeah. should be destroyed. Yeah. The smart cars. <laughs> Listen, if you want to be that unsafe, who makes these? Who wait? Who made these? Mercedes. So somebody put. Mercedes? I saw this image. Somebody put a uh, like tractor. Real, real, rear wheels on uh, the smart car. Okay. It looks, it's, it's, and it's going up a mountainside. I. That is, that is actually. I'm that image in my head. And it does beautiful. exist. It does exist. Are you typing on cursed smart car images or something? No, just look up smart car and go to images. It'll be right there. I don't. I don't like that. I don't enjoy that. I don't even want to know. But uh, is it I supposed just to be like I a taxi? Like is it. that what it's supposed to do? Uh, the, it looks like a taxi car. I mean, like that—that that would probably be a car not, you could drive. It's supposed to be a taxi car. It's supposed you're to, supposed yeah. to own this. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it as a taxi car, but no, don't. You're not. Don't. Don't buy There's this. A photo of a smart car with most of the front end missing after it collided with a with a deer. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, deer I mean, they're, all, they're, they're going. They're going. They're going Wisconsin. They're, guys, they're going for 10k on Carvana. Cool. I don't want. Oh, it. Uh... <laughs> I can afford it, but I don't want it. Let me know when you see a Honda Odyssey for that much. <laughs> Is that yeah. your dream car, Alex? Maybe. Is, yeah, is hey. it electric? <laughs> uh, no. Then don't even consider it. Oh, what are you talking about? Electric cars aren't that good, Michael. That's not true. I've been in one. It's pr they're pretty great. Yeah, but where are you gonna charge it? Like, what what happens when you're uh, uh, at home? At home, sense. you can charge it at home or of the millions of uh, Tesla charging stations. Millions. The There's, East like Coast. There's like three. Like, <laughs> There's like three. There's like a couple hundred. That's on the outer banks, Cade. <laughs> yeah, that's on the outer banks, and you can but, charge it at home. Yeah, you tell, tell me, Michael. So you're going on a long road trip on an electric car. Three hundred mile uh, range. And, hey, on a single charge, you can drive a like a Tesla. No, I'm gonna say a non-Tesla here, just to spice things up. On a single charge, you can drive a Volkswagen ID4, which is Volkswagen's electric SUV, from like the Outer Banks. Let's say from right over the Memorial, for the sake of argument. To Bush Gardens, mm -hmm. and you can, and like you can park, you can stop at a charging station in Williamsburg to char, to charge up on the way back and eat lunch or something. Now, what if you don't have anything else to do? Like, how long does it take for one of those cars to charge you up? The but you still save money. It doesn't right. take that long, and you save money doing it. But Michael, guess what? Those cars are expensive, and guess what? Uh, what's making the power? Fossil fuels and or it doesn't gas. matter. It's Even you're still like it is actually still less. Although you know what, you, what it is less. Is, although you know it's even better for the environment in terms of both carbon emissions and emissions from brake pads, rubber tires, and space efficiency. What? You know what I speak of? I speak of trains. Oh, to All right, we're, we're not this is not trains. the train podcast. Actually, no, this is it is, but it's, 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 it's transit. Our transport. We're, but we're not talking about trains right now because yeah, you're going to go on a tangent, Alex. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, I will. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to back to many mini SUVs. 
<laughs> yeah, these crossover SUVs, like they began to take, they they are now the dominant form of automobile. A lot of American automakers, like GM, Stellantis, who owns Chrysler and Jeep and Dodge, they've discontinued most of their sedan lineups. So now it's legit. I believe now you cannot buy. Like now you can. It's no longer possible for that one dude you know who insists on always buying American to buy a sedan. Unless you tell them that the that the actually genuinely true thing that like Corollas, Civics, like Camrys, Accords, those are a lot of them are made in the U.S. All right, hold on, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael literally just sent me a a complete map for Tesla charging stations in America. <laughs> in America, who mapped this out and why? Uh, Look, to show Tesla to show where all their charging stations are. For marketing. I don't know, I, yeah, for yeah. marketing and like use. You know, it's like useful <laughs> for people to yeah. have. Is that not satisfactory enough? The East Coast, the only problem where you might have – the only problems you might have on the East Coast is South Carolina where there's a small gap, but it's South Carolina. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, um, I were gonna go, if I'm going for electric, I'm going to go. Don't, don't even want to go into South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only time I'll go to South Carolina is if I'm driving through it, but – not really. I mean Charles, that. Charles, bro, bro, Charleston. Just like you, you think Charleston has a city with amazing history? Go to Wilmington. We <laughs> actually have we have a battleship there. Yeah. Uh, actually, I mean, I was born. I was born in South Carolina. You could you could bully me for that, but uh, <laughs> I, my parents used to live in a uh, Charlotte. Uh, nice. But. You know, I was born down there uh, for about three years. I was down there, and then you were born uh, down there for three years. No, I was saying for man, three that must years, have been painful was... for your mother. Very, <laughs> but you know, I was down there for three years. Moved up to New York, which boo, who who likes New York? But it was better back Rochester then before COVID. Subway, but then they got rid of it. I will make an episode about that, or at least make Rochester. About yeah, uh, so I didn't live in Rochester, but I did live uh, very close to it in the, yeah. the village of Hilton. What's uh, wrong with Rochester? You seem to hate Rochester. Rochester. Okay, let me tell you, Michael. Rochester has literally a worse crime rate than Detroit. Oh like, no! Like murder per capita is higher than Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's still a lot less people. What? That, that's even worse. No, but you said per capita. Looking to find redeeming qualities about Rochester. Kodak. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they had Kodak. I mean, they they still do have Kodak, but Kodak isn't as popular as it used to be in the uh, the 60s and 70s. Actually, right next to me, there's my bag, my camera bag, and, like, there's some Kodak film in there, a roll of Kodak... Tri-X. I have yeah. tri- oh, there you go. I still got to finish a roll of HP5 that's in my uh, Minolta. Mm. Yeah. My Canon A1 has light leaks, and I got it, so I'm gonna fix that before I start using it again. Gonna buy. I have a no. proper. I'm probably gonna buy some lights tight foam. There you go. And maybe even strategically make it slightly thinner in some areas to get 
moderate light leaks because I think on color film, light leaks have a really unique look that like really gives them a sort of. Well, yeah, whatever. This isn't the film podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, I, I, I might actually make a photography podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, be sure to subscribe to that if that's out yeah, when you're watching, you're yeah, listening don't worry, to this. If that, if that podcast ever happens, I will, I will make a, I will make a, I will announce that in an episode of this podcast, probably at the end. There yeah. you go. For probably a while. All right. Uh, oh, wow. All let's, right. Let's move on. Let's get a. Well, let's yeah. let's wrap this up. Rolling. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like, why do y'all think CUVs are so popular? Because I think it's mostly just, like, a combination Kids of, are, like... Because Americans are family people, and, uh, they, they have too many yeah. children sometimes. Why do people choose them over wagons and sedans? Even, even more of a strange question, why do people choose them over trucks? Uh, I don't know, well, perplexing. Trucks, trucks are utility, alright. truck, Michael. Yeah, yeah, but they're just nice to have. Like, well, so trucks are the you know they're the utility. They're, you know, uh, and they yeah, also the look American way cooler man. than any other car. Obviously, I'll give, yeah, I'll, I'll give you trucks. Look, trucks look, look cool. Look at a Volvo XC90 and tell me that doesn't look pretty nice. I mean, I don't like it because it's a big SUV. I personally prefer yeah. the S. I personally prefer the S70, like the Volvo V70. So you like small cars? The XC90 looks okay. Yeah. I mean, have I don't know. Have you guys seen the Cybertruck? I have. I don't like it. Yes, it's, I don't. It's actually it's boxier than that one car we were looking at. The uh, it was the Aztec. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, like you know, it's... someone made concept art of a Volvo XC90 turned into a pickup truck. Oh wow. Yeah. It's Cybertruck isn't the coolest looking truck. I mean, it almost is from the front, but not quite. Um, it just it just looks like something that would be in GTA. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks like a. Ha- it looks like a. Ha- it looks like the unpainted. It looks like an unpainted variant of the Warthog from the Halo games. Yeah, it's a. It's a very yeah. strange car. Ninety. Which is like the, I guess not SUV. This is the station wagon equivalent in terms of like Volvo's large station wagon. Look at it. Yeah. Or the V90 Cross Country, which is the station wagon variant, but raised, and I like it a lot. I like that. Volvo's. It looks okay. The logo on the front is kind of, it's just a little too squat for me. It's like a midget, you know. Yeah. No offense to midget. Any midgets watching. <laughs> I'm sure that's a small demographic of uh, who's watching this, but yeah, Michael doesn't hate midgets. I think I don't know you. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's even worse than that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what what have we got left? We got so we we went up to the uh, early two thousands and that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we're kind of, we yeah. are where we are now. We've basically yeah. got to where we are now. Yeah, it's kind of assimilated into its own little corner of the market. People who need it get it. People who don't need it probably should yeah. buy a truck, anyway, but they buy an SUV instead for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. But anyway, uh, let's close out this episode. And uh, so, so yeah, do either of you all have anything to plug? Uh, that, uh, I mean, I nothing but my stuff. headset into my computer right after this. 
Hey. Hey. I, I mean, I, I, I don't got anything to say. On. So, remember, that concludes today's edition. Not today. This edition of Transit Unveiled, where we talked about the history of the family car, and we expressed our opinions on it. We don't... We provided the... And we got off track more than once. Toyota commercial in a few... In the past... In the past month that Toyota has made a crossover SUV named the Corolla. They still make the regular yeah. Corolla, but they, they make an SUV that's also called the Corolla. It doesn't share any similarities visual, at least visually, why? with the regular Corolla. Don't ask me mm -hmm. why, I don't know. Hey, no. Marketing. Yeah, you gotta, gotta say, expand you your brand! <laughs> Hey, whoever's watching this, you better keep watching uh, the next few episodes of this because I don't know why, but you know we get we talk about some fun. We're things. very we're very we're very professional here. Coming up next, of course, probably either going to be an episode in which I talk about the uh, Las Vegas loop thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the shenanigans that happened at CES. But I've I've got I got to. It's okay. I mean, I don't know why you hate it so much. Honestly, I just think it's kind of funny. That's not uh, yeah. this episode. Next history episode we talked about is probably going to be either British Rail, Jeep, or the Interstate Highway System. Oh, yeah. I, know. I actually just recently learned about the Interstate Highway System. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. All right well, well see you later, folks. <laughs> But yeah, remember you can follow us at on Twitter at Transit Unveiled, spelled the same way as our podcast is spelled. And hey, you better Any follow. caps? Any caps? Uh, zero caps. No cap. No cap. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that's a wrap. Right. Yeah, that's a wrap. So roll yeah, the outro. Next time. See ya. Good. Good night. Good evening, and or good night. Good evening, or goodbye. Good morning. <laughs> Maybe. Right. But yeah, goodbye. Maybe. See y'all see y'all at point B.